Hey guys, welcome back to the IkeCast. I'm Chris and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, thank you for joining us. Um, it's been about six weeks. We've yeah. sort of had a ni- hiatus, so to speak. Um, yeah, there's, there's... Uh, unintentional, actually. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always got to be a pause before the season finale and we're almost there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we, right. a lot happened in the last six weeks to be very fair. So much. Happened. It did. Um, a, a lot did happen um one of the big things was um my brother got married uh he was on the west coast so we all had gone there and it was uh, a week of insanity you know weddings are always i think hectic and can be um insane and i i just feel because you know we were everybody was coming from out of town there's a lot of things that had to be done. And, um, you know, we've got family who loves lists and um, we've got family. I point to myself who's like, just tell me what needs to be done and I will do it. But I need to structure my days myself. Don't tell me uh, what needs to, you know, don't tell me this is what I have to do. Um, you know, in this time frame, it's just tell me what needs to be done so I, I can do it and we can sort of coordinate it all. Um, so that was a week of like complete, and that was two weekends right there, um, that all of this was happening. And then, you know, we got COVID. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, that's what happens in uh, large gatherings, uh, despite us being double vaxxed and telling everyone to be double vaxxed and be safe and all that, everything, blah, blah, blah. Wearing masks. Wear masks, do, do your part, right? At a wedding, you know, there's certain, you know portions of the wedding in which you cannot wear a mask yeah um, right and there are certain portions that uh, I mean we saw it like people talk about vaccine mandates and all that sort of thing but half the time they don't even check yeah well right they don't well the assumption is so here's the thing is they're supposed to and I actually you know Chris like for example um, the banquet hall right <coughs> the where we're you know uh one of the events was happening uh i know like because you know i was in that area and i had to take care of last minute stuff you know related to to one of the events i mean i was there when they were having an event mm-hmm. and um you know there was a security guard who was checking every attendee that was coming in mm-hmm. right I think ours was, it wasn't large scale and it was like, look, we put on our invitation. And yeah, I remember talking to management saying we specifically put on our, on our cards, you know, that, um, if you were fully vaccinated or, well, I think at that time it was, you know, you had to have had at least one shot, Mm -hmm. but you needed to be vaccinated in order to be allowed entry. And I think, oh, cause you know, my brother your uncle i i I, more than half his his friends colleagues um they're anti-vaxxers so they didn't come right but uh, we knew that the people who came had had the vaccine because we're very clear and saying hey if you don't even have one of them you're not going to be allowed in yeah um so i think there was that assumption right 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. It, there should be testing or checking and stuff like that. But I think because because those notices were put or included in the cards and the invitations, mm-hmm. um, our assumption was that everybody who showed up was fully vaccinated. Yeah, and and I, I mean, even I, when I was I was part of that assumption too, right? Um, right. There was like the, I think the one place was like at the end, people returned to other people's houses, um, right? And who, like, right. I mean, well, there was some family that, dinners. Yeah. The thing is, the big problem is, and the big thing is, and it, it makes me angry, but I understand it, right? Was uh, we'll, we'll 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 go through the, the the whole thing, right? And so, yeah, like the wedding happens, you know, reception happens. Um, we're, we're, we head on our way home, we go on our planes, blah, 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 we go on our, our separate ways, right? Um, then something happens, right? Uh, this, this, oh, everybody's like dropping like flies, everybody's yeah, getting much, sick, yeah. as soon right? As we get and back home, people start feeling like, whoa, everyone starts like feeling sick almost immediately, cold like symptoms, right? Now, right. here's the thing we came from the West Coast, which was, uh, you know, normal, you know, deep, normal weather for this time of year. It was wet. Yeah, but when we came back, uh, so we should coast? we should specify we were in the northwest. Yeah, we were in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. All right. So, but when we came home, right to the East Coast, by God, it was cold. Right, and right. so I thought I just like the temperature change. We definitely weren't wearing proper attire. Right. right. I thought that it was like, oh, I'm just I'm I'm coming down with you know like I I got I got a cold right temperature change. Right. Sort of stuff. I was the same. I mean, when I came back. Um, so the day that I traveled, um, it was raining cats and dogs, temperature had dropped. Um, but when I landed on the East coast, um, you know, it was raining and cold that morning. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing is I slept through the whole flight, had my mask on fully, you know, they had dinner service and stuff like that. I think I... Gotten up, looked over, saw, you know, my fellow pastor eating. And I was like, yeah, no, I want to go to sleep because it was a red eye, right? Um, and so, like you, I, and I didn't feel anything until the next morning, really. Like, I mean, I, you know, I thought, okay, you know what, I might be getting a scratchy throat. But again, I put it down to, I didn't have rust, yeah. right? And I had um, come from cold and wet back into cold and wet. And unfortunately, my car service that we had scheduled, they had completely messed up. So I had to, you know, I had to, I had to go into the elements again, um, you know, stand in rain and you know just put everything so i was like it was compounded right yeah so it's it's normal to think okay you've just you're just you know your body's just at that point where it's it's tired and you know it's it's caught a bug right yeah yeah no you and that because here's the thing that the symptoms that we felt we're so like just like oh i thought i had a cold it's like, like yeah it's yeah. like you're having a flu like now yeah uh and so that was the beginning and so like you know uh we'll we'll use Look, we'll use uh, the the Monday to Friday scale as a very very easy thing. So Monday we we come back so so to speak. Um, Tuesday, mm. right? Uh, the mm-hmm. second day, that's when you feel it. So all of a sudden, I was like, oh wow, I got like I think I got a cold, right? A little right. bit of your throat, uh, you know, my um, right. Uh, I got and I didn't feel it until Wednesday. Nasal cough congestion, right? 
You know, right. I felt it, you know, Tuesday-ish, and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Um, oddly enough, um, you know, and then the, the, the symptoms just are coldy and whatever, and you feel like crap for the next couple of days, right? And then comes Thursday, I believe, right? Thursday, we get a call, right? Someone who stayed behind in the West Coast, right, uh, you know, also developed, you know, some sort of illness, and got tested, you know, as, as they No, did. no, they didn't get tested then. Well, no, what happened was they called. Um, so, you know, on the West Coast, um, in specifically BC, um, we know, well, I, I think in Canada, all the provinces follow some form of this, right? It's if you develop flu-like symptoms, there's a 1-800 number that you can call in and say, these are my symptoms. Um, what should I do? And what they'll do, what they'll say is, okay, you need to go get tested. And I think that's what happened was the health hotline was called and their recommendation was, okay, if, you know what? Um, even though everybody's being um, vaccinated, just, you know, because they're flu-like symptoms, a person was, you know, at risk uh, to get tested. So Thursday they had um, gone gone in for for a test right and so of course you know we're feeling you, the flu like symptoms so yeah thursday um was tested um and then well no it wasn't thursday chris i think it was friday no it was thursday because was right it? after we got the, it was actually wednesday the test happened thursday we got the news what the test was friday uh so to speak um we, we got to, like, it was like one after another. So it's like, so Tuesday no, was like I... feeling six. Wednesday we got, uh, all right, we're going to get tested. Thursday we found out the test results. Friday, because of we found out the test results, uh, we, we uh, you know, we sent some people to get tested. Like, like let me go through the timeline, right? Um, mm-hmm. so, and this is happening up north. Yeah, this is happening up north. Uh, and so, like, we're just hearing this. And so, yeah, um, come Thursday, yeah, positive result. We're like, okay, what the hell? All right, right, we got to look. We, we go, okay, we have the same symptoms. It's our time to get us tested on our end, right? Yeah, we need to just as an abundance of caution. And I, I, yeah, you're right, because I recall Friday, I tried to see, you know, um, if I could get an appointment local to where I am. The earliest appointment I could get was Sunday at 11 o'clock in the morning, right? Like, I couldn't get an earlier appointment yeah. uh, which is really crazy is because whenever i travel mm-hmm. a domestic or international we always go for a test mm-hmm. right like i always go make sure i'm testing negative you know and and stuff like that because because yeah. i don't want you know i'm trying to be responsible here right yeah you run the gamut yeah yeah so <laughs> So yeah, so I um, I didn't get until um, Sunday, and okay. So my experience has been from the other times I've done a test that within twenty, uh, within twenty four, less than twenty four hours, like within twelve hours, I get my test results. Um, I myself did not get them within that timeline, so I was like pretty. I was frustrated, but I was also now getting concerned because normally if it's negative, you get it almost immediately. So my experience now is because this, I think, tracks with Chris, probably your your guys' experience, but also the experience in BC that anybody who tested positive 
there's their results didn't come in within like the first 12 hours it actually has taken over 24 hours yeah so it took over it took about a little over 24 hours for us to uh get our tests so uh, on our timeline scale friday after after thursday getting the news uh we set up a test at the local uh health service uh here um you know we go uh, what's it called we have two people go in and get tested the people with the worst symptoms uh i at the time was on the mend oddly enough right uh like you know i felt my symptoms were going away i didn't really have any of the symptoms that the other two did um and so they went and go i tests. had it bad yeah you had it bad and you had it bad for long right yeah um like for me it only got like i'll go continue with the timeline so um, Friday they go in to get a test, uh, Saturday we get the results that they're also infected. Um, you know, also Saturday, uh, it's late Saturday evening, uh, that's when we get the results, and then Sunday morning we get a call, um, that, uh, alright, um, everyone in the household should get tested, right? Mm -hmm. Anyone with any sort of symptoms, uh, doesn't mean they have symptoms, everyone should get tested. We all go into the, uh, into the, you know, we all, essentially the rest of us on Sunday, same time as you get our tests done right and then our it's like monday tuesday like late monday night i think or tuesday morning it was tuesday morning actually uh, yeah. we got the confirmation i got a call within the but like so monday tuesday that's when it really hit me like after i got the test and everything um right that's when it really hit me i went into uh like you know i, I got i started getting the fever and, and all that like monday tuesday i was like really hurting um, and then got the confirmation, then Peel Health, uh, then, you know, then the health call, yeah, everyone calls, right? And, yeah, they, they pretty much confirm, yo, okay, you got the Delta, baby. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> right? And they're like, all right, everyone's got it, uh, you know, here's your quarantine, your onset of symptoms was this day, here's when your quarantine ends, uh, you guys have pretty mild symptoms, you're all vaccinated, uh, you know, you might want to consider boosters if they're available, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, cold-like symptoms, uh, nothing else went crazy. Oddly enough, the w I did get that telltale COVID symptom, right? Um, and I'm finally getting over it now, but I did lose my smell and taste. So, um, yeah, in terms of symptoms, I, I, I did lose my sense of smell, and it still hasn't come back, and it's not coming back. Um, in terms of taste, I mean, I could still taste salt and sugar, but here's the thing is what I'm noticing is that it's only if I dump a whole lot of sugar or a whole lot of salt. So I feel like, you know, I'm like setting myself for, you know, diabetes or, you know, <laughs> sodium, yeah, high blood pressure, sodium overdose, or something. Yes, yeah, so that's just the only like, thing that you could taste. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's yeah, of, uh, it's like you could taste sweetness or salty. That's like salty or sweet is is, is what you could really taste. Uh, I my test my my sense of uh, taste has thankfully started to come back. I can now differentiate between flavors. Uh, you know, um, right? Like I can actually like tell there's like a flavorful difference between stuff my sense of smell is coming back um right like all yeah that. it's uh, uh oh my god talk about you know i this is how i knew my taste buds had effed up i love pumpkin spice latte from starbucks mm -hmm. and i i indulge in it right um i don't overindulge in it because too much of a good thing you know you just like mess it up but um, I had, um, so 
you know, in this during the season, because it's around this time, around Thanksgiving, then you really get the pumpkin spice, and then around around Christmas, you get the peppermint mint and stuff like that lattes, right? Mm-hmm. But the pumpkin spice is so so good, and I asked Bones to pick me up one, right? Because I hadn't had it this season, mm-hmm. and Chris, it was gross. Like pumpkin spice is very sweet. Yeah. A pumpkin spice latte is really sweet, and I could not taste the pumpkin. I could not speak, taste the sweetness. It was disgusting. I was like so disappointed. See, that's right. And I think, I think I'm gonna miss pumpkin spice this season. Because yeah, I mean, for you, because here's the thing: you got hit with it hard, right? Um, yeah. Comparatively to the rest of us. Um, and I was on my own. <laughs> Yeah, and you were on your own for this, uh, you know, oddly enough. The people essentially, um, uh, like, I, I think it's safe to say it's like uh, me and my brother were the ones who got everyone else infected. Um, yes, I would say it's very safe to say you were the carriers. Yeah, uh, because essentially we stayed back at one event, uh, and that was it. <laughs> uh, and then we got it. Uh, to be very fair. I'm, I mean, I used to wear a mask. Because I, when I was, you know, I had one of the cars. I would drive around, right? Um, and I, in the cars themselves, I was wearing masks. Yeah. The only time I didn't wear a mask was, again, when we were in our rooms with each other. So, yeah, yeah you guys, I do hold you accountable. Yeah, responsible. Like, yeah we're, we definitely probably got everyone infected. Um, but it's like, like, what can I say? It's like, for a minute, I was raging at the idea of, like, holy hell. Like, what the hell was the point of the, the vaccine? And then I paused and I go, like, wait a minute. I thought I had the cold, though. <laughs> you know? Right. No, 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 no. Yeah, absolutely. So so why are we telling, why are we sharing this, right? It's, um, and I've said it to a number of people. If I had not been fully vaccinated, I would have had to have gone into the hospital and probably been put on a ventilator. That's how bad and extreme I felt, right? Mm-hmm. So the vac- what the fa- vaccine did was it, it helped to minimize, right? Uh, like the vaccine, you know, sh- you know, re- yeah, it, like, it helped. Your body was alert. It yeah. like, put, it puts your yeah yeah from the beginning. It's not. It's not full eradication of COVID. It's not like it's right. It's it, not going to stop you from getting it. Yeah, it's what it's reduced. doing is it's your early warning system. Yeah. So that your yeah. body automatically is built. You know, as soon as it sees it, it immediately knows what it's fighting, rather than trying to figure it out. Because yeah. no, no, normally that's what happens, right? If you've caught something, you know, your body looks at it. Your antibodies, you know, and then it releases antibodies to fight it, right? Yeah. But it first has to assess what it is, yeah. which is why we also do flu shots with the different strains. Yeah. I mean, this was the clearest example of what they've constantly been saying, which is reduce the risk of severe hospitalization, uh, uh, sorry, of hospitalization or severe illness, right? Yeah. And that's, I mean, to, to for my case in point, right? Despite uh, pretty much everyone in my family getting it, one of the, the members of my family has um, uh, is an organ. A transplant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he's had a transplant, and uh, yeah, he's 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 part of that category of immunocompromised individuals, right? 
right? He got right. COVID. He thought it was the cold. He never went to the hospital once. He yeah. called up, like, this is like one of those things that if he gets, like, a fever over a certain grade, he has to get to the hospital. Never went even up to the certain grade. Right. I thought like even when I had my fever, my my fever went I was at thirty seven Celsius because I generally run a little bit cold. My 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 like normal is like thirty four. Right. For some reason. (laughs) And I tend to run a little hot. Yeah. Uh, But like 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 for me, I got up to thirty seven and I was like, I'm burning up. Right. Mm -hmm. Like but like my my normal is like thirty four. But it's what can I say? It was it was this. Like like I said, it's it was this day of like whoa I got a you know like a fever I'm feeling like crap, then it's like oh it's it's done, and then lost my taste buds and then they came back and I was like oh wow, and so yeah it's all in all like that full quarantine period of like two weeks really that really is I think like the appropriate amount of time, mm-hmm. right? You sort of go through the full gamut of everything you know sort of everything sort of runs its course for the most part, uh, and then yeah it's, uh, I stayed a little extra because I was like ah, I'm not I'm not gonna start leaving on the weekend. <laughs> right, right. Um, but uh, but yeah. Nevertheless, it was it was simple. It was easy. We got like all of us got through it. Um, yeah, I mean, um, okay. So we're going on to I think week three or week four mm-hmm. um, of it. So you know, they say uh, they it's the you're supposed to self quarantine. Um, well, they say, you know, that you're most contagious for the first two days is when you're most contagious, but you're still contagious and still transmit, you know, um, up to 10 days after first catching it. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so if you think about it, the 10 days is what they from. So what they say is 10 days from the day you first receive symptoms. But here's the thing is it could just be a cold. We don't know anymore, <laughs> especially if you're vaccinated. We just don't know, right? So I would say is if you do feel like you've got a cold, immediately go to get tested. Yeah. It's right? Out, so yeah, it's, it's as simple as it. You, you, yeah. You got a cold? Check it out. Yeah, just, yeah go check it out, right? Um, and, um, and, and the thing is, though, if you don't have symptoms, you can continue to, I think, you know, um, go, you just should be, I think, masking up, gloving up. So you're not like inadvertently transmitting because you can be positive, but be asymptomatic, right? So you could be a carrier, you could be a transmitter, but you wouldn't have any symptoms. You're not sick or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So there's that, um, there's that period of time frame, you know, and when you're going through it, it's like, holy hell, uh, seriously, guys, it is, Holy hell! I I cannot. Okay, so yours was a holy you. hell. I literally was yeah. like, okay. Yeah, no, no, mine was a holy hell. Like I, you know, had really hard time. Okay, so, you know, th- this is I had extreme fatigue. Mm-hmm. It was, um, and just to go through, you know, the symptoms, I had extreme fatigue. I didn't have vomiting, but I did experience you know, purging, um, which was so unpleasant. Um, (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) Okay. It's, it's so unpleasant, right? You lose your appetite. 
So you don't want to eat anything, but here's the thing, it's a catch-22, right? Because you have to have something in order for your body to have the strength to fight it. So you sort of have, you're forcing yourself to have something to eat. I think I went down to, um, Chris, one meal a day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sort of yeah. like that already because I like yeah. I really eat right. Well, well, so f I have I usually have lunch and dinner, right? I yeah. I usually skip breakfast, but I went down to one meal a day, and my meals were usually around four o'clock mm -hmm. in the afternoon, right? Like and so um, and then this is I had the hot and cold sweats, the full period of time. Um, so, you know, one minute I'm like boiling hot another, and then I'm freezing and it, that happened all the time. Like I had, I don't keep my temperature in my house more than maybe 70 degrees. Mm -hmm. Right. But, um, yeah, I was putting it up at 76, 77, 80, and then I would put it down. Or I shut it off because it was like too hot for me, right? Like I'd get warm and then it'd be like I'd be sweating. So I had those hot sweat, hot and cold sweats. I was running fever. Um, and it was, it, it was, you know what? I did things for a half an hour to an hour and then I had to go lay down, mm. right? And that was, I think, one of the hardest things was the fatigue that sits in. Um, and that fatigue... You know, so the, and of course the, the congestion, the running nose, I swear, I thought I had a waterfall of mucus <laughs> happening. Mm -hmm. Like I was, and I'm, I'm not a good patient. Um, I like to just be left alone. I, there was probably a good thing that, you know, it's just me because I definitely am one of those who I want to be left alone. Don't talk to me. Don't do anything for me. I will take care of myself. I know how to do it. Just stay the F away. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's my, like, you know, um, and it, it, I've just, it, maybe it was because, you know, I had been on my own for such a long time. I, I, I know I've, I've just developed that, but you know, past the, the 10 days, that fatigue does not go away. It is so hard. And I think I've finally, have started to get over the fatigue. But I still have a really, really hard time sleeping at night. Mm -hmm. So I see myself still up at 1.30, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. And, and then I'll get up at, you know, 8, 9. Um, and I used to, you know, the latest I'd probably stay up is maybe 12 o'clock. But I like to get up by 6.30. And just, you know, get myself mentally sorted out for my day. Yeah, right? to be very so, fair, like a lot of that is a mixture of like the sickness and then all of a sudden like daylight saving time is also happening. Yeah. You know, so it's like... Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, it, it is. I'm waking up earlier and earlier for some reason. Right? And but that's but, just it. I'm not. So I'm right? going to I'm, sleep earlier for some reason. Like, uh, like okay. for me, like I'm hitting up. I'm going to like normally like 12 o'clock is like when I like to go to sleep. Right. Um, right. And then, you know, wake up, or, you know, around eight or take my shower, you know, all the things sit down. Uh, right. But for like last couple of things, I've been going to sleep at like 10, waking up at six. Like it's been weird. Um, right. Right. Um, yeah. But 
yeah, it's like it, these small little changes occur, but um, like all in all, like like so, I'm through it. I'm pretty sure you're almost almost on the way out. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if I think about it, so I don't have. Okay, so the last, you know, symptom that so I have like the two right, uh, well three, so it's a dry cough, which you know I'm a huge proponent of lemon water. At, uh, I mean hot water and lemon. I th- it just soothes my throat a lot, right? But for dry coughs, I um I like uh, Ricola. That's a that's a really nice one. The the natural, the original. Mm-hmm. Or the lemon honey. I, I like those too because they'll help with a dry dry cough. Mm-hmm. So I have a dry cough and I think, uh, you know, I am f- feeling like it's going away. Um, the, today, I'm not feeling it as much as I was feeling it yesterday. And the day before, I was feeling it so much more, right? So, yeah, I'm feeling like it's finally, um, I'm that dry cough is going away. I'm starting to get more energy. It's just my my, you know, sleeping pattern is off and I really need to get back to my old sleeping pattern because I felt like that one made me the most productive. And I, you know what, I need to get myself like my days like back sorted out. I need to start scheduling myself again. Okay. You know, start looking at recalendering, so to speak. I know it sounds a bit, you know, intense and insane, but I just know for myself, I need to do that. Yeah, no, just, um, like the the worst thing I think was definitely during it brain fog. It's like it's yeah, like you're, like you're just you're not all there, right? Right. But what can I say? It's like it's it, it's for you. It was it was it was it was like quite the gamut, right? For me, yeah, it, it was mild. It got bad for like a day or two, and then boom, gone, right? Right. Uh, like yeah, I'm but like, you you're saying now you can start. You have started to start smelling and, smell and tasting, taste right? So, so I, I have a tester for it. My tester is that I have like a bag of Starburst and mm-hmm. I just like grab a random one on, you know, unwrap it, go and go like what flavor. Right. And during the early days, it was like, you couldn't taste it. Then it's like, okay, this is just sweet. And now right. I was like, okay, orange, got it. We're good. <laughs> you know, um, you know, that actually reminds me, that's probably why, um, you know what, when I was like just in the height of, you know, the symptoms, I would, I would go get a. I would go get a ladu and eat that. <laughs> and and so for those who don't know, ladu is an Indian sweet. It's extremely sweet. Um, it's, you know, and it's just like, it's like a shot of sugar in your mouth. It's a big old ball of sugar. Yeah, yeah it's a big old ball of sugar. Exactly. Um, right. And that, that, because that was one of the few things that I could taste. Um, but I, I, I can still taste only the salt and the sugar. I can't taste the other spices. Um, and well, actually I can taste cumin. Um, but Chris, I can't taste like the other flavors. Like, you know, um, lime, lime is pretty tart, right? It's not tart for me. I had beans today. You know, I had, um, eggs and beans for breakfast today. The beans were like really sweet and beans are not sweet. Okay. So you're actually getting one of the other things, which is like this weird aphasia of like smelling and, and yeah. Um, 
Here's the thing, you definitely got hit with it a lot harder, but then again, you also got your COVID shots a lot earlier than our, uh, we did. I, so you're over six months of your yeah. last COVID shot. I'm under six months of my last COVID shot. Yeah, and so, I was. And I've noticed the people who've had their, like, that thing, that, 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 that fall off of protection, mm-hmm. right? It does occur at the six-month mark because it, it, it would fit with, you know, the relative, like, severity of symptoms and, and how we all got it. Uh, I'm just under six months. You're over six months. Uh, you know, the boosters is, is definitely going to be a thing. Um, COVID is here to stay. COVID is, 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 the, is part of, like, our normal gamut of, of society. It's, nev- it's not going to be eradicated. It's just going to be done to the point where it's not going to be a strain on the healthcare systems. Right. right. And a large part of that, I think, is the vaccines are playing a major role in it. Of course. Right. Uh, and you I have mean, to you need to get the boosters done. Um, and here's the thing is I had planned to do. I just didn't have time to get my booster shot before I left. And it was on my it was on my to do list of when I came back. Yeah, but you need like a week before you get, you need like a period. Like right. Period and I. And, yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, um, you need to, at least 15 days prior to traveling, you need to have it, right? Um, So I didn't have time to do that. Uh, But here's the thing is, Chris, so um, the state health department did call me because, you know, um, every time you get tested, the state, it gets reported to the state. So they will call you in to do contact tracing. I do recommend you doing it. I, I didn't find it invasive. They didn't ask me you know, personal question, they, they confirmed who I was, right, from my name and date of birth. Um, but they did ask, you know, when did I first experience symptoms? Um, and, you know, what were my symptoms? Did I need any assistance? You know, was I okay? Do I need help with getting food and supplies and stuff like that? Um, you know, and they, uh, they, you know, and um, they don't, they don't release any medical information. Like one of the things I think Canada does is you get a letter that you were tested positive, but you know, you've gone through your quarantine and you're fine because you can continue to test positive for COVID for up to, I think 60 to 90 days. And again, that also, um, tracks with that. You now, you know, I do have, we do have a natural immunity, to COVID for at least 90 days and then so I can now push my booster shot if I needed to till December or January because it's 90 days right yeah um you know and I was asking do you know does the state give us a similar type of letter and the answer was no because of HIPAA concerns so here in the United States we have um you know a uh we have um HIPAA privacy um, concerns. And, you know, when you go to the doctor, I mean, you have to sign HIPAA waivers. And um, and what HIPAA is, it's the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act. And uh, what that means is that uh, your health insurance, uh, your health information is supposed to be kept confidential and private and the only way it can be released to third parties or to other doctors you know when you're a primary physician what the case may be um, yeah if you allow for it right so hipaa um does not allow for 
for them to share any information with anybody. So they said because of HIPAA, they couldn't give the letter, but the COVID test itself being positive and me going, you know, quarantining, that is proof in self that I had tested positive and that I had already done my quarantine. Whereas you guys actually have a letter that says you've, you were quarantined, right? You self-quarantined. Yeah, yeah self-quarantined, tested positive, self-quarantined, uh, passed through quarantine on this day and pre presents uh, no symptoms and have been double vaccinated, right? We have very, yeah. oh, but up in Canada, we have a very, very um, robust uh, contact tracing. Like you, you've seen just how, how serious we took it up here. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, in the early days when it was like no vaccines, no nothing, all you transfer from the border to your quarantine, we don't trust you, right? Right. And interesting, if I could just um, so one thing we didn't mention was one. Uh, so we traveled. So, you know, my brother's wedding happened in BC. Um, I had flown into Washington State, SeaTac, and then, uh, you know, picked up a car and crossed over. So uh, when I crossed over, I was randomly selected for a COVID test. Mm -hmm. They just run, you know, um, it's not required, but Canada does randomly select just as a quality control, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's the interesting thing is, um, and you have to, so you have to, you get a kit, um, depending on your, on the, the port of entry, like some port of entries have a healthcare worker there you know, 24 seven, um, the port of entry that I did, that person I think had left at five. I think we missed them by like, missed that person by 30 minutes. Right. So that meant that I need, I would get a kit and I had to schedule my, um, my test within, um, within 24 hours. Uh, of entry, right? So I had to, I, I think I crossed over around five-ish or six-ish, um, presenting myself to the Canadian U.S. border, uh, was allowed in. And so I had until six o'clock the following day to be able to complete it. And um, so I had gone online, you know, in the evening and made an appointment at like, I, so the earliest appointment was at 10, but then I got a call at seven and it was, they had gotten messed up in terms of what needed to be done. I was like, look, um, if you're okay with me looking like I just, you know, rolled out of bed because I did, I'll do my test. Right. And you actually video conference with a healthcare worker and they will watch you administer the test. Yeah. So they'll go through all of the confirmation. You have to read the label. They know exactly what you know, code you have for the, the kit and, and submit it. So it's, it's really interesting how, um, you know, uh, how the Canadian system works when it comes to, you know, testing the random testing. So you are, you know, it's not, you're not required. Um, but, um, you may be selected for a random test. And if you're selected for a random test, this is at least what was my experience in BC yeah. and, and we get it and you get an email, um, with, you know, what the results are. And yes, I was negative. <laughs> so I know I got it from you, Chris, cause I was negative. Yeah. Y'all were negative coming in and pretty up, but, uh, what can I say? Uh, like to be very fair, the people, like there are some people like outside who also got it. So it's like, we all got it at the same spot. Some of us, I think got much more luckier and like, because we're all at the same place when it all happened 
some of us are much more luckier than others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, like some of us didn't even get anything. It's 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 so crazy. We're negative the whole time, uh, yeah. despite being a part of it. So what can I say? Um, but nevertheless, yeah. So that was sort of our COVID experience, and uh, we got through it. Um, all fit as a fiddle. Uh, everything fine. Never had to visit the hospital once. You definitely got it worse than others, but. Uh, but I did right. I did not go to. Yeah, it was an extremely bad flu. And I did not. um, Yeah. And I didn't have to go to the hospital. If I I will reiterate, if I had not been fully vaccinated, I probably would have had to. I can't even imagine that. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. But uh, nevertheless, we. Yeah, no, I mean, we all got through it. And it was, you know, it, it, it. like that was just our experience and, and it was it was very simple and what can i say i can't wait to get that you know that 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 booster baby i want that dlc i want i want the updates i'm all about the patches and updates in the firmware okay <laughs> all right all right right all right want, well want... before you do the uh, do the booster because now that you've had it you are good for at least up to 90 days get the flu shot first because oh, yeah. um that's the other um you know even bones went um saw her saw her um physician and he was saying that you know get the flu shot they've got the most current strains um and then you know what uh she's by the way she's negative mm-hmm. um she's been negative the whole time um and she, and he's told her to get the booster so she's gonna do that she's gonna you know, um, I have to, I have to go get my flu shot and I will go get my flu shot. So, so here's the thing. So I, I spoke, um, to my healthcare professional essentially said that, uh, all right, if you're able to get the booster, so specifically, uh, anyone who's in that category, even if they've gotten, even if they've been positive, as soon as they're able to get the booster, it's recommended to get it and then also get your flu shot done. This They're like, you can get it done the same day, <laughs> right? In the same spot. It doesn't matter. Hang on. You can get your booster and flu shot at the same time. Yeah. Would you want to do that though? Yeah, totally. Really? Easily. Sure. I, it it maybe knock me out a little harder for a day, right? But I'd rather have being knocked out for a day with the double than you know having to be knocked out and then mm-hmm. maybe having you know like the flu shot knock me out for a day, you know, because that happens to me with flu shots, right? For the flu shot, I always feel like shit, you know, the next day. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing: is every time I've taken a flu shot, I've gotten a flu. Okay, so I don't like doing them. So but like, I, I know when I don't take the flu shot I, I and I get the flu, I go down for at least a week. Like, I'm gone. Like, I have fever dreams. Like, I can't. Like, it's it's all bad, right? And it, it's the worst feeling in the world. Uh, like, like think like this. My COVID wasn't as bad as when I get the flu. So, mm-hmm. um, like, that, like, I don't want. Like, the like just feel, like, oh, it's just, it's horrible. So, I'm getting the flu shot. You know, I'm 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 gonna get the the COVID booster uh, if possible. I'm not really in the eligible category yet, but uh, you know, as they expand it, you know, uh, they will. Right now, it's for the, the the you know the everyone in the risk category, right? And then after yeah. that, it goes further. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so uh, what can I say? Uh, our, our Chris, entire- you know what? Um, I just tried scheduling for the vaccine. And, you know, it makes me answer, did, do you currently or have you in the past 40 days had fever, chills, cough? And I've said yes, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, have you tested positive for COVID within the last 14 days? And I've said yes. 
And it goes, continues scheduling and says, you're not eligible at this time. Interesting. So, yeah, they were telling um, me, yeah, uh, like as soon as you're, you're done your quarantine, because uh, this individual is in the category to, to get it, they can get it right away and they should probably get their flu shot done at the same time. So, yeah, like uh, it, it all depends on the recommendations and there's different recommendations. I know down south you guys don't do vaccine mixing, um, right? Uh, we do vaccine mixing up here, right? Uh, that's that's something that we've been doing uh, on the regular. In fact, I'm I'm vaccine mixed. I have Pfizer, Moderna, right? Um, I I'm I'm trying to get AstraZeneca as the number three because then I'll probably get superpowers. But you know, it is what it is. Now here's the thing. I heard if you collect Novavax and Sinovax, you know Sputnik and and, and Sinovax, you get all mm-hmm. five vaccines. And then you just control the world. J and J add to the six. Then you got the Infinity Gauntlet. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh God, you're not gonna do that, right? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that, but. Well, I don't know with you. (laughs) You say like, you know, crap, like, oh, you know, uh, what is it? Let's do an upgrade and let's do a patch here. Like, I have no idea sometimes the nonsense that comes out of your mouth. Nevertheless, (laughs) funny as it may be, uh, I just can't wait to get that booster. But nevertheless, um, uh, let's actually jump off from here. I mean, we we spent a lot of time and uh, we skipped news altogether, mainly because the last six weeks, I'm sure a lot's happened. But, you know, we, you know, it comes down to, I mean, we got our own crap to deal with, right? And we have to just, you know, get, survive, you know, just like, yeah, worry about yeah. the other things later, <laughs> right? Just like get through yeah. these couple of weeks, you know, don't worry about how the world's burning down, you know, how everyone hates Biden, whoever this Brandon person is, you know, the Kenosha shooter crying on the stand like a little bitch. Um, yeah, what the hell? I, uh, what about the judge? Like... No, it, it, this is one of those clear cases, right? Like, they've... they've you they've, can tell, like, the judge is clearly biased. Um, I mean, it's like, you look from the, the beginning... Victims can be called victims, but the defense could call them looters and rioters? Yeah. They like, how be. is that in, not incendiary? Yeah, it's like, why can't they be called protesters? Yeah, right? why can't they be called protesters? They're not... Uh, right? But it's, it's one of those things. You can't call them victims. Uh, the judge also threw out, like, a bunch of evidence. Specifically, there was uh, evidence, uh, a video, a uh, social media post of Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, at, and we're just going to touch on this very, very briefly. Uh, mm-hmm. He was uh, sending out, uh, he was, in, like, you know, in, um, like, the video is essentially, like, him looking at what are supposed uh, looters at, like, a convenience store and saying, I wish I had my AR, I would shoot those people. Mm-hmm. Right, something to that effect, but it was essentially a threat to shoot uh, looters. Right, it shows like, and this guy, you know, took his illegally obtained, you know, rifle, right? Because let's face it, it was obtained illegally. It was obtained on his behalf, all right, by someone else, which is illegal, right? And then he took that to go into uh, a place as an active medic and use it for self-defense. Now, did he use it for self-defense? Probably. However, the issue is, is that can you bring yourself into a situation to which you create the parameters to it you will have to defend yourself? All right. Mm-hmm. Is it self-defense in that scenario? Case law says it isn't. However, the evidence that at trial, which is not being shown, right, is the intent for him to show up and create a situation to which he could kill someone legally. He did that. He did kill two people legally. Right. Like he came into an you know into a protest and then uh, later you know what it seemed to be like civil unrest and a riot, right? With a weapon, mm-hmm. right? 
he came with the intent to hurt people, as we've seen in his previous social media posts, right? He is a 17-year-old wannabe vigilante who crossed state lines with an illegal weapon, right, to defend property in another state. Yeah. Okay? I just want to say, fundamentally, this guy... The question is, did he kill someone? Yes. Was it self-defense? It looks like it. Right, it looks like a very almost clear example. Yeah, but here's the thing: is that you placed your yeah, yeah, he placed himself in that yeah environment scenario in which he would he had no choice yeah in which he would be able to use lethal force lethal force for self defense. He it's that simple, right? If two people come to you know are facing down each other with guns and someone pulls first, right? But you end it, right? It comes down to like it's it's as simple as like dude, if the other guy shot him. Right, they could have said that the same rule would apply. Oh no, we were afraid of our lives. He had a gun. Right. Right. We didn't know what he was going to do. Now, right. the the test. Of, uh, here's the one thing that this trial definitely shows me more than just about Kyle Rittenhouse. It's how the incompetence of the prosecution is. The prosecution mm-hmm. is so garbage. Right. Um, and they definitely got unlucky with the judge by essentially having him throwing out all their key and pertinent pieces of information. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks, and we've been. So I'm wondering though, yeah, I'm wondering though, Chris, like, uh, you know, if there's a, um, if he does get acquitted, right? He will get. He absolutely get acquitted. There's no black people on that trial. Right. So if he gets acquitted, um, I know double jeopardy and stuff like, but um, prosecution, I think, can still appeal. Prosecution might appeal. I don't think they will because their case is so garbage. Um, and plus, they don't have grounds to appeal um, on anything procedural, right? Uh, uh, they could try to say that the judge acted with prejudice, but that never works on appeal. Um, in the end, what, what Kyle Rittenhouse is going to get done for is the weapons charges, not the murder charges, right? Um, also, l- like, they're, like the, the, the evidence that they have to use to prove intent, right, they can't use, mm-hmm. right? You know, all, right. so... He's going to like it, on a on a pure level. They do not have the evidence to prove his intent, and because of that, they're going to fail. You know, the the reasonable doubt on on the charges, right? Even I have right. reasonable doubt because they can't because the evidence at trial does not show intent, right? Um, the evidence they they wanted to, but they couldn't, right? Mm-hmm. They couldn't make like the 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 heated exchange between the judge that was shown in, uh, recently uh, between the prosecution and the, and and the the judge was because they were trying to introduce evidence to which he said they weren't allowed to, right? The defense then tries to move for a mistrial. This stuff, uh, you know, like, all of it came down to, you know, this trial is garbage. This is not like Derek Chauvin where it's slam dunk. The video shows it, right? Like, imagine if someone said, guess what? You're not allowed to use the Chauvin, the the video of Chauvin, you know, stepping on that dude's neck, Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like it's like this key part of the evidence. Right. Which shows, you know, which shows the crime right? or shows the intent to do something like that crime. Right. Um, that was not in this case. But nevertheless, you know, he's he's definitely going to do he, he's going to get off with it. This is going to be one of the clearest cases of of like sanctioned uh, vigilantism. Um, right. Because he's going to get off with it because essentially he created the scenario in which he, he could successfully use self-defense. Right, and the the proof to show that he created that scenario was not allowed in in, in the trial. Um, he's going to get done for the weapon charges, right? Maybe ten years, maybe, mm-hmm. 
right? Maybe. He'll probably get a slap on the wrist. This is what happens to 17-year-old white boys who kill people. You know, they rarely do actual fucking time, right? Um, so, yeah, what can I say? Rittenhouse is going to... Uh, in a couple of years, Rittenhouse is going to... We're going to see him uh, run right. for, uh, oh for Republican office. Uh, uh, you know, be the pro-gun rights advocate that he that he's going to be in the future. The NRA is going to suck this fucker's dick. No, uh, Rittenhouse. Okay, is okay, Chris, you need to calm down. I'm um, no, 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 no. It's one of those clear things. This guy, this <laughs> like, it was the clearest example, and it's a show trial, and he's going to be totally fine, and he's going to he's going to run for office in the future, and there's going to be fucking idiots who are going to vote for him because like, they, oh yeah, you know screw the libs and all that sort of shit, you know, Black Lives Matter, screw that noise. Like, they're just going to go through it and they're going to have fun. They're not going to look at it for for what he is, which is a guy who essentially wanted to kill people. Yeah. Right? He, he The guy who, who essentially goes like, this is my opportunity to fucking kill people. Right? And uh, so, yeah, l- let that psychopath, he's going to get off, but, uh, you know, just keep him remembered, right? If George Zimmerman can get off, but it will always be remembered for the piece of shit that he is, we can do the same thing with Kyle. Rittenhouse. Infamy is what he deserves from now on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what it is. Alright, um, let's jump out of the war room in my anger and let's go to our happy place. we got a lot to talk about. Because when you're sick, you tend to watch a lot of stuff to let the time go by. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> All right, well, so- in between the, you know, the the crash sleeping <laughs> that that one had to go through. Yeah, and so, like, um, next week, I think we're going to talk about Foundation uh, in its whole, like, everything, the entire season. Uh, episode 9, by the way, was amazing, so watch it when you can. Um, Is that when he does the circle? Or that was the walk was before, right? This was that, the second Yeah, the, the walk. That was eight. That yeah, was, that was eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Um, this this one was particularly good. Um, and it, it is... A it lovely is, pace. It is very book accurate. Uh <laughs> So I was I was very happy when when it was coming, but we'll talk about that in uh, in full next week. This week okay. we'll talk about something else, something that came out, um, something that while we wanted to watch it in theaters, the mixture of COVID and you know other mitigating factors made it impossible to do so. Uh, Dune came out. Yes, it did, and I happy to say I did watch it. Okay, what did you think? I. I want a score. I thought it was. I want. I want you to give me a score out. Oh, wow. Hmm. So. See. Okay. So I've seen the original Dune movie, right? Um, I've seen the sci-fi remakes Mm -hmm. of Dune, and now it's this one. I would. I. I'd like to see the how they finish it, Uh, but, in terms of. I'd probably give it a seven Mm. Uh, because I think there's, there's room for it. I mean, visually it was amazing, Mm. right? I mean, I'm I'm there with you. I'm at an eight because this is a movie that found fundamentally is incomplete and it feels that way. Yeah, exactly. It did feel that way. And you know, um, I don't know if you, did you ever see the sci-fi Dune? Yeah, of course. I've seen Dune, uh, the sci-fi miniseries. I've seen Children of Dune, the sci-fi Yeah, same. Okay, yeah. So, I right. So, I've seen, so you and me have seen all of them, right? So, yeah. because we've seen those and we've got that, um, that, that history or backstory in terms of, so I gave it a seven because, yeah, it, it, like you said, it wasn't complete. I think visually it was stunning. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely is right? the most vis visually is the best. Yeah, and you know, there's different um, pieces that have been, you know, um, you you can see the director stamp on, you know, um, plot points, mm -hmm. right, and, and and stuff. But yeah, I give it a seven because, again, it's. It's not complete. We know it's not complete. We know what trajectory it's going to take, right? Um, but I don't think they started filming the second one yet. So, no, they, that's the thing. So I thought they would film both of them at the same time. They didn't. Right. They they, you would think that they would, right? To yeah. decrease the cost? Because yeah, that's what so, they did with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, so they didn't. Um, and I'm thinking it's because, one, it was already expensive. And they didn't, like, they didn't know if this was going to be a hit that, that, that it would be. Um, not to mention, you know, the co like this was supposed to come out last year. COVID-19 definitely pushed yeah. them back. But it did give them s something in return. It gave them the ability to reassess and look at, all right, this is what people liked, this is what people didn't. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, let's, let's focus on, like, where did the story lack? Where do we, like, they do have an opportunity here. But, the, it you know, the, you really do take this, this large, expansive, almost like tome-like of a story, massive in scale. And they cut it and chopped it right in half. Um, and then simplified it significantly um it's a movie where there's relatively there's there's so much in it but it's 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 so my brother's complaint complaint is that it's very slow because one of the things it was slow yeah is that the movie paces itself in a way that's it's, it's because of the grand scope and large you know aspect nature of it all it, it it shows that right it does a lot of establishing shots character there's you know characters generally speak there's relatively little dialogue uh, yeah, you know, compared to a lot of stuff, you know, like exposition is kept almost to a minimum, right? I mean, they call the thing spice. They don't like. There's like a whole bunch of stuff in this that you don't hear. Like no one calls it the spice melange, right? No one right. once in the entire freaking movie said the spice must flow, right? Right, right, like, right. God damn it! That's like that's like the like that might be in the sequel, right? But the point is, is right. that this is so incomplete that th that like. It needs. I need the other movie. Like, like this is when Dune Part Two comes out. It's like okay. It's like perfect. This is. It's. It's less of a sequel and more of just a continuation of the exact story, right? Um, like we we need Part Two, and and when it comes out, I'll be excited. But visually, yes, it was stunning. Um, the story was super streamlined for people. Uh, I know people who don't know what Dune is right who don't know what the spice is who don't like you don't know any of these large-scale things right but they were enamored by you know this movie and it's one of those things that it's like i can't tell people to watch the old stuff right yeah because it yeah. might ruin dune for them yeah right like this new th i like i go like this is the one you have to see uh because visually it's stunning it gets all everything right it's um and it, you know what can i say the first time watching it i think you'll get through it but it is it's but it is slow compared comparatively right mm -hmm. and but here's the thing though it's like it, it's a also it, it's slow but it's like everything happens to like the characters within like a day but uh so let me let's just go with a basic synopsis of what dune is right dune is yeah. uh, an adaptation of the 1960s uh sci-fi novel uh by frank herbert um it's sort of like the granddaddy of sci-fi it's it in effect it, it they call it sci-fi, right? But it's like Star Wars. It's more science fantasy, right? It uses sci-fi terms and tropes and large-scale things as a basis, yeah. right? 
but it has a lot of that chosen one archetype. Well, but here's the thing: it, it, it does that on purpose. It, it takes that chosen one archetypical, you know, story beats of you know that Campbellian, you know, like hero cycle of Luke Skywalker, Jesus Christ, you know, life, death, rebirth, and all that sort of shit. Right? It it takes that, but it throws it on its head. It's about how you can hijack these, you know, these institutions or myths of power, right? And and fit someone to it. And then use that person, you know, gifted though it may be, to, to, to create, you know, movements and control large-scale political dynasties and such like that, right? Right. Mix that in with a little bit of, um, at the time, very unknown uh, Arabic, um, you know, sort of like uh, caricatures, motifs, and, and, and language, right? You yeah. have yourself something sounding very, you know, foreign, right? You know? Uh, the, the, they, they call like the emperor this the Padish emperor right um, th- that's an old school like Iranian term right yeah. like you know right. like they have a whole like the, the, the people of the desert the Fremen right are very Arabic in, you know in their design and in, in, in yeah. terms of their language in terms of everything right. that they do right Bedouin in, in a sense because they live on a desert world they you know they they live on top of an impo- important resource that allows for you know travel you know, it's it's just oil. You know, called by a different name, right? Um, right? Uh, like the people get rich. There's like you know people who are trying to control the land. Oddly enough, the people who are trying to control the land are super white, <laughs> right? Like the metaphor is there, right, for the real world. Um, but it has these large scale sort of sci-fi, and you know, like there's aspects to it where it has like like things that we see later on like in game of thrones houses right the whole house you know like the different fighting houses you know and all this sort of stuff you know it really it's like dune has like this early thing about that which other people take from you know when you watch dune and you go like oh this is kind of like this or this is kind of like that it's more like uh no those are kind of like dune you know it's like where do you think they stole it from right um it, it's unique in that sense so yeah. Uh, what can I say? You know, like the story is that of political dynasties fighting each other for control over the most important resource in the galaxy, right? Um, and taking that into the backdrop of the, of the idea that there is, you know, this chosen one possibly that can, you know, that can create massive change, right? What is that going to create for the future? Something that they did in the movie, which I criticize, this is, I think, my only real criticism of the movie, is that the movie is missing certain characters right mm-hmm. uh, there are four characters in particular who are missing uh, yeah. one of them is Ganama Atreides she's that's one of those things she's not going to be in this story it's it's uh, uh, Paul Atreides' sister you know like she she she's not even born yet so that makes perfect sense right um uh, but it, 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 she might show up in the next. Um, she will definitely show up. In the next one. She has to, yeah. Yeah, because you know she's like all dosed up with the spice, and she's got like the super Bene Gesserit powers, right? So right. like, like, like she, like she'll show up, and we see like an indication of her in the, from future sight, right? Right. Uh, coming up ahead is characters who are in the story who have not made their arrival, specifically characters like Fade Harkonnen, right? Uh, who is uh, the Harkonnen, uh, like the pretty one. The pretty Harkonnen. He was played by Sting in the uh, the yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, right. Like so, he hasn't. Been, he's not in the, the the story yet, right? No, but I think yeah, he's um, he, he set was, to come. He, he's to set the to next. Come, but he, he yeah. should like that's a character who's in the earlier parts of the story. But if yeah. you take Fade out, that's fine. Uh, two characters who are absolutely necessary in the story who we do not see at all, 
whatsoever are Princess Irulan uh, and the Padish Emperor um, uh, Korin the or, or something uh, should sorry Shaddam the Fourth right of of House Korin right like we have not seen these two incredibly important characters they're hiding the emperor in like this veil of secrecy and, and yeah like, sort of like you know like oh like the mystery that's not the that's not the character you do it with the the point of the emperor is that he's a small weak pathetic jealous little man right yeah you know it's like he is not like the big raging lion of house carino the wants of the thing like you know part of the the history of why house carino's and and the, it's something that they do very well in the movie is is they show like you know different planets they show how like humanity is rapidly different how the different planets are we see I, we see four planets in, in the film right four uh-huh. settings uh realistically how um Kaladin, the home of house atreides you know water world you know some land mostly rainy you know like that we see and it looks good uh we've seen plenty of versions of that and that's the thing uh, there's not much you can do to make Arrakis unique or different. Uh, every version of Arrakis to me has always looked the same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and so large, you know, yellow sand pillarist monolithic shed. <laughs> That's just, Arrakis will always be a desert planet. Um, yeah. Gidi Prime. Gidi Prime is always unique on how they want to show it, but like the black monolithic nature of it, the use of like how everything is just black. Right uh-huh. in different levels. I enjoy that a lot. I think that they did a good, pli- good idea with Gini Prime. The the aesthetic of it really fit the aesthetic of how the Harkonnen look. Uh, looks very good. Even the Atreides how they look. Um, and then the fourth planet, very very just for one scene, was essentially they call it a, a Imperial um, a military planet. Uh-huh. Okay, this is incorrect. It's an Imperial prison planet that was originally the home of of House Carino. They live on uh, a, a different planet called Kaitain now. Yeah. But their um, House Carino, uh, the, the emperors, originally came from a planet called Seleucia Secundus. Mm-hmm. Right? Seleucia Secundus is now the Sardaukar planet. Yeah. Right? And they were doing that cool-ass, like, Tibetan throat singing, like, for their weird-ass religious cult stuff. I, I love the aesthetic of it. It was beautiful. Yeah. Right. It, lo- it was very Warhammer. I mean, they had like failed initiates turned up and yeah. down. They were draining yeah. their blood. They were like anointing others in the blood. It was like it was like this is metal, <laughs> right? This is Warhammer. I like it. Um, and so yeah, like and then the Sardaukar and their special language, like the fact that like, like you see like why they're the badasses that they are, right? Why they're dangerous. But then yeah. you also see like how they're gonna get totally slaughtered by the other secret badasses of this universe, which are the Fremen. Right, mm-hmm. it's they live yeah. in the most harshest conditions on one of the harshest planets in the universe, <laughs> right? Right, uh, and they survive. Um, something that I, something that I like that they didn't do, but I can't wait till they do it. It's that little mouse that he sees when he emerges from the tent near the end of the film. Yeah, right. Like it's like they yeah. didn't name what the mouse was, but it's I, the one thing that I'm afraid of is that one of the things that they do did in the film is they sanitized all the Islamic references. Right, terms like jihad and you know, like every other Islamic yeah. that they had, have been sanitized and scraped. Right, wars, crusades, these, these things have been changed uh, for the sake of I think because you know, 60s, 80s, 90s when these things came out, right, they were not like you know, we weren't in the world that we they weren't now. taboo, yeah, yeah they weren't taboo, sub- yeah, yeah, these weren't taboo subjects, they weren't even known yeah. subjects. You said the word jihad and no one knew what that meant. Right. right. Frank Herbert was essentially tapping into the fact that, you know, people didn't know anything about other cultures. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
right, uh, right. that people, you know, were so insulated and they didn't know culture. So you could just wholeheartedly lift cultures and say they were alien. And people were like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, Padish emperor with the name of Shaddam, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Um, you know, the fact that the, the, the main, like, the, the, the story often gets criticized as being a white savior story, right? Um, yeah. And to an extent, they are correct. It is fundamentally about how, you know, one super smart white person comes in and tricks an entire race of, of Brown's, you know, desert dwellers that he is their, you know, messiah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. To that extent, they are correct. To the other extent, it's about how, like, all of those, like, how essentially the powerful use symbols and religious iconography for the sake of control. Right. And that the, the, the religious iconography that these people hold so dear is made up by others for the sake of control. The Bene Gesserit did this with everyone else. Like ev There are a million messianic stories throughout this universe mm -hmm. precisely because they're all done on purpose. They're creating this idea that there's a messianic figure who's, who will save them and they're putting right. it into the culture. Right. It fundamentally is about how symbols, religion, ideology is hijacked for the sake of power and oddly enough this european guy with the last name of Trades, uh is the one who did it <laughs> right yeah um it's 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 a unique sort of like story and while there are some criticisms towards it, it i nevertheless like that dune is, is is a film filled with subtext yeah right? yeah that's and and what can i say i think they did a lot very good it's just it's you know, they we needed both parts, and if they like twenty twenty three is by the time we'll see the next one. So, this is one of those situations where I'm like, like, I like here's the thing: if they announce that hey, listen, uh, we're gonna be doing a double feature, doing parts one and part two, I'm watching yeah. that shit in theaters. Watch me, I'm there. All right, I'm 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 down for that. Uh, but um, yeah, you know what though, Chris? Uh, I mean, come on, like timing was off, right? It came was, out. Yeah. It was came out when we were in the middle of a wedding. Like, come on, dude, it's. Well, no. So I had my perfect setup. Like I, you know, you're well aware, and uh, others are well aware. I have like a 4K projector. I got like you know, yeah, you know, 50 inch screen. I'm like you know, I got my popcorn. I built myself a movie theater at home because I live out in the sticks. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Um, and so I, 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 like I was able to enjoy myself. And so every time I watch like a new movie, I, I put it up up to the the, the projector. Um, and, uh, yeah, but nevertheless, Dune was great. Um, one last thing before we uh, end off the thing, unless you want to say anything else about Dune? Um, no, I I think you were very um, thorough. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a property that I really enjoy. Um, and so, but, like, yeah, so what can I say? I, I'm, I, want the, I want the next one. The next one yeah. will really determine how good this Well, I think is. the next one is going to be more fast-paced. It's got to be more fast-paced, right? I mean, the first one is, so, you know, speaking to the, and I put this in quotes, criticism that it was slow. I mean, you have to build a, a foundation for it, right? Um, you, for, you, here's the thing. There is a six-hour cut of this movie out there. Is there really? Yeah, Denis Villeneuve was talking about like, and then you know Jason Momoa was like, "Yo, I want, I want, I want the the six hour cut of Dune, right?" And Denis goes like, it, "It exists, but no, this is the director's cut. This isn't the Snyder cut situation. You know, it's like I had to choose what was in and what wasn't. It hurt me to take some stuff out, but there's a much longer version of this film, and I would love there to be an extended cut, not necessarily a director's cut, but an extended cut." To be film. honest, I don't know like how much more. I, I mean, yes, they could do a lot more, but it's. 
I mean, I don't know how much more they could have, like... So they took out a lot of the film, right? There's definitely a lot of interactions between them and the local populace that has been taken out. Um, Yeah. There's definitely a lot of interactions between major characters. Something that is done poorly in the film compared to the rest of the story is Dr. Yue. Yeah. Dr. Yue has a huge backstory in the books and, and the reason for everything that he does, you know, and the reason why the things that he does are seen to be impossible. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, Dr. Yue in in the, the in Dune the book is supposed to be like a soup doctor, which means that he's unable to harm anyone. Yeah. Right? He is unable to commit even the thought of harm towards a person. That's how like deeply ingrained into it. Soup doctors are allowed to administer to the emperor th- themselves because they are that well trusted. Yeah. Right? And so you know, his actions are against that the, the nature of, of that trust to do no harm. And but how did they get that, right? Like Right. Like and and the level of conditioning they had to do to break it, and like that's not in the movie. All it is is that oh no, he's you know he's the doctor, he's the doctor of the crew, and uh, you know he betrayed them, right? Like there's a lot more to to UA on why that why that is an impossibility, why that's not supposed to be a thing. Okay, Chris, I think we lost you for like two seconds. Yeah, don't worry, I saw it for a second. Uh, yeah, just sort of blinked it out. But nevertheless, uh, but the thing that I want to jump onto, uh, you know, away from Dune, I liked it. I want to see more more will help me really determine you know the importance of this film and if there's an extended cut I'll bring it on we'll see if it's any good um, yeah I there's a Netflix movie that everyone you know that I think everyone should watch also if you have HBO Max go watch Dune watch it in theaters enjoy it um, there's a new Netflix movie uh, that came out uh, last week uh, starring uh, a, a, wi- a huge cast um, uh, I think practically all black cast uh, Jonathan Majors Delroy Lindo you know Regina King Idris Elba, right, Lakeith Stanfield, like, great cast, truly, uh, like, an amazing cast, uh, you know, uh, every one of those actors I love, there's even other actors that I did mention that are amazing, right, um, and it's called The Harder They Fall, right, yeah. this is uh, a black western film, um, with, here's the, the, like, the hook, right, you know, the hook to get everyone, this is a black western where all the main characters are actual people who existed at the time, Right, so like uh, stagecoach Mary, uh, stagecoach Mary, who was a a, um, a black robber and then later saloon owner, right? She, you know, like they, they have a character playing her. Uh, they have someone playing her, uh, her. You know, like all these real people. Uh, the the indomitable actual real life person, the original Lone Ranger. Yeah, people like uh, Delroy Lindo and. Um, yeah, I, his character. Uh, I'm sure you know of this character. Um, uh, I, do you remember Watchmen, the show? Yes. Remember the first episode, that kid who's watching uh, the new... Uh, sorry, like he's watching a movie and it's of uh, this black lawman named Bass Reeves. Yes. Right? Bass Reeves was a real person. He was this... He was this. Uh, he was a U.S. Marshal. He caught, you know, he caught bounties. He was a bounty hunter. Uh, mm-hmm. Most prolific bounty hunter of his time. 3,000 arrests in his career. Black bounty hunter was real. The original Lone Ranger, the guy who, who was based, the, the Lone Ranger is based on, right? You know, forgotten to history, brought back. Bass Reeves, the real badass, you know, the original badass motherfucker, right? <laughs> um, like, like, taking all these real-life characters who existed, who were black, giving them new life in this, like fictional retelling was really was was fun the movie was was amazing uh it tells like here's the it should tell like a generic like revenge western story but it does it so well 
right? Yeah. It should tell, um, you know, like the, the the soundtrack is anachronistic, but it works, right? It's all this. It's it's different. It's like it's like reggae or rap and hip hop versus country. Like it does it all, right? It's got like that traditional sound plus that new sound. It it it, it should be anachronistic, but it works, um, right? The, the the song choices, everything. It's like a in my opinion, it's like a better Tarantino film because where Tarantino films rely entirely upon like, you know, weird, like like weird stuff plus like that dialogue, that Tarantino centric dialogue, right? Yeah. This one relies and just oozes style, right? But here's the best part: substance, right? What these characters yeah. do, how they do it, like it's not like it's not done like this weird like everything is in this hyper reality, right? It's 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 it, it lives in the hyper reality, but the characters are, are very grounded and it, it's fun. Um, what can I say? Like the entire movie, uh, it's one of those. It, it's a great movie, and I, I recommend to watch it. Um, yeah, the harder they fall on Netflix, I don't want to give any spoilers. Like that's how mm-hmm. much I love the movie. I want you to see it. I want you to to watch it. I want you to make it to the end, and I want you to be like, oh my god, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, no spoilers. Um, very very basic thing the cast is great the you know and yeah I, I i recommend people to watch it okay well i haven't seen it so i will take that recommendation yeah we'll talk about it next week i have no doubt because yeah. i loved it that much okay yeah all right so uh, i think that's a good place as any to end it uh thank you guys for joining us and uh what do you say um what well, what can't you do can't stop the signal guys yes you <laughs> can't stop the signal thank you again for joining us and um it's great to be back after the hiatus yeah bye-bye right. see ya bye